Hello, welcome to Today in Space. I am Alex Giorfanos, your space science podcast host from the East Coast. And it's another episode. It's the end of February, or at least I'm trying to record this at the end of February. Uh, we're uh, switching things up here um, on some of the production things here on the podcast. We'll talk about that at, probably in March at some point, but having a good time. Uh, and uh, kind of refocusing this year. I, uh, oh, sorry about that. That was my phone, not yours. <laughs> uh, yeah, this year has been crazy. I've already like switched up my plans a few times because the data I was getting back in my life of what I was trying to do was showing me that it wasn't worth uh, the effort. So readjusting, moving things around, uh, and one of the things I wanted to come and talk about here, uh, kind of before the next few events happen, is the Crew-6 mission, some some space, and human space flight in particularly. And, you know, here in the podcast, we're a big believer that there's a lot of opportunity for human space flight to help us in times of dire need and, and, and madness, right? Like the moon landing didn't happen when everything was hunky-dory <laughs> like it didn't happen when everything was just peaceful and great uh, which when has that really been the case for humanity but we're in this strange time as we know this is a uh, february 28th that we're recording this 2023 uh, planet earth and we have the crew six mission spacex's crew dragon is taking four uh, astronauts, well, three astronauts, one cosmonaut, uh, aboard the Crew Dragon to go to the ISS. And then at the same time, there is there was also a Soyuz that uh, sprung a leak because it seems there was a micrometeoroid impact, uh, made that spacecraft no longer able to bring humans back. So Russia recently just sent up another empty Soyuz to act as the lifeboat. And then now we've got this Crew Dragon going up for, for the sixth crewed mission. And it's an interesting time, and it makes me think back to the history of space and how space has really done a good job. And in recent years, the International Space Station has done a good job of being a place where humans can can work together regardless of the boundary that's laid down on the planet below them, right? And even, you know, as we're past a year uh, in into the war in Ukraine, we were very lucky to have a continued continued partnership outside of the bounds of what's going on back on Earth. Uh, and of course, we're not fans of war here, um, but... Obviously, like every, you know, this, this, this major that I chose to study aerospace uh, in college and, you know, space as an endeavor, war is integrally fused with spaceflight. And we are in an interesting time where, you know, when it first it happened, it was at the height of, you know, the Cold War. And we... The rocket, even, is a piece of technology from World War II with the V-2 rocket. And, 
you know, there is such a storied past with aerospace and defense. And we've seen recently that the domain of space, you know, the Space Force, which was created and a lot of people thought it was a joke. Uh, we've been following it here and then they've actually been spot on in, you know, how they started, even their predictions. We, we did an episode, we, we talked about, there was a report they, that they put out about the, the space, the future of space 2060. And they outlined the different variations of how space could happen and how, uh, depending on how different countries interact with each other in the space race that we're having right now, what happens, whether it's like full cooperation and everyone's able to do their own thing to, um, the Kessler effect where, you know, the most extreme where like one country decides to just take out all, you know, as many of the satellites as possible to create enough debris that it's basically not possible to launch anything like dark sky, I think was the name of that variation. So we're seeing this, this, introduction of space as, as a domain of war and we saw Starlink deployed in Ukraine to help the Ukrainians fight the Russians and it's been used in such ways that were not even originally intended uh, that SpaceX actually recently said that they were uh they were not there, there were things that were being done with the satellites for data gathering and, and location stuff that uh, they, they were not okay with. So, um, and it was not the original intent of Starlink. So literally pushing the company that's pushing the bounds of space past, past a line that they don't want to cross. Uh, and then at the same time, you know, we have on this Crew-4 mission, one of the astronauts there is a cosmonaut, a rookie Russian astronaut who's going to be flying with two other uh, rookies, one from the United Arab Emirates, uh, and which is another partnership that's going on. And then there is a rookie NASA astronaut with a veteran astronaut, uh, you know, commanding the mission. So you have Stephen Bowen as the Crew-6 commander, a Massachusetts guy. And then you have Warren Hoberg from... Pennsylvania. He is the pilot. He is one of the uh, the NASA rookies. Then there's uh, Sultan Alniadi, who is the UAE representative astronaut. He's the mission specialist for Crew 6. And then the Russian cosmonaut Andrei Fedaev uh, is the the fourth person on that mission. And there's a lot of cool stuff that we saw from the first attempt, which was Sunday night of this week. Uh, it ends late night too, right? So it's it's dark and, and the launch is in such higher contrast with um, with with just the background of, of the black sky with the brightness of the engine. I mean, it's 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 pretty crazy. Night launches are awesome. I got to see my first one last summer, but that's besides the point. <laughs> There's another light uh, night launch attempt uh, this Wednesday here uh which will be march well it's it's not it's not march it's march 1st night but march 2nd uh early morning it goes uh, past midnight but the launch is right around there eastern time and it's cool there's some changes at the pad with uh, human ex uh, human operations the 
white Teslas that were used for Demo 2 and uh, Cruise 1 through 5 uh, missions, uh, they now for Cruise 6 and beyond, they actually have added uh, black Teslas. Uh, because so many things are are happening in in you know human operations with SpaceX, they've got the crew missions for uh, for for NASA. They have the the they had the Inspiration Four mission. They are going to be having the Polaris Dawn mission. So there's a lot of human spaceflight that SpaceX will be directly involved in. And I, I'm I'm my my point of this episode is to just say how, uh, to have some gratitude of, of where we are, because I've, I've been at this long enough following the, the space industry for, you know, almost a decade now. And as, as well as getting a degree in aerospace engineering, right? Um, 10 years ago, 2013, uh, and even 2013, there was some, some glimpses of hope, but like, when I started college in 2008 for, you know, rocket science, for lack of a better word, like, we were talking about retiring the shuttle. Then in the middle of my major, we retired the shuttle, like the big icon of space. And we were at such a, a crazy place. And and so, like, the history after that was the U.S. had to pay Russia uh, per seat. And, and luckily, we had this example of international partnership where the Russians would supply the the spacecraft that would send us up and we would pay per seat per astronaut way too much money. We're saving so much money and getting so much more value now that we have the, the crew program, the crew dragon with SpaceX and then eventually the Starliner with uh, Boeing and which we should expect more progress this year. But we had to rely on Russia for so long. And, and, and with so much that happened, so many people that were involved, especially politically, to make sure, you know, during the uh, Obama years to, to change the mindset and find the next goal for NASA, there was a lot of stuff that had to happen. Never mind having talented people in the industry to survive that kind of drought that we had when we didn't have the space shuttle anymore and Russia's Soyuz was the only system that could send us to space. And so now we're in this amazing place where we've got the Crew Dragon and we've got astronauts like Stephen Bowen who are veterans of both space shuttle and Soyuz they, you know, their destination was the ISS or even building the ISS. Those folks can now transfer that knowledge. They can teach these other astronauts. And, and we've got people who are from around the world. Again, the UAEs on this flight. We've got three different countries who are represented in this launch, one of them including Russia. And what's what I, I am hopeful for, just like the Apollo-Soyuz mission that happened you know, in the middle of the Cold War and in the 70s where an Apollo spacecraft and a Soyuz craft met up in the middle of orbit, docked, and they were able to hang out together as human beings off-planet, outside of the boundaries that, you know, determine war and where you can and can't be and all of those things. 
it's I'm I'm happy that we are now on the other end of this, where now we're all, we're helping uh, send not only Russia's astronauts, uh, cosmonauts, but training uh, other countries like the UAE that are that are getting into space, and of course the the in, the amount of work and time it would take, and money of course to build your own program of equal um, of equal magnitude is is it basically impossible for smaller countries you know even even the european space agency right is 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 europe's uh countries and their space program uh, assembled but you know when it comes to human spaceflight you, like you, you, if it's if it's not if it's not the us and it's not russia or china there's really no other option to get to space for human beings so we're I'm very grateful for the place we're in today where we're able to have strength and progress and and be able to offer examples of international partnership that doesn't that showcases all of us as human beings and not trying to kill each other. I I think those examples are really important just like with the Apollo Soyuz, that was uh, one great example of that. And when we had American astronauts and Russian cosmonauts on the International Space Station a year ago, when when the invasion of Ukraine happened for the first time, they were still working together. They were still human beings trying to survive in space. And and I'm I'm really glad that we're able to have those kind of iconic moments. And if we did not have the commercial crew program and SpaceX got the Crew Dragon to the place where NASA would be using it for regular missions, we would have been in dire straits. The ISS would have been in dire straits a year ago when when this invasion happened. Uh, you know, Russia put the brakes on so many launch activities because of this war and the implications of it. And, I mean, OneWeb, a satellite internet company, a competitor of SpaceX's Starlink, made a deal with SpaceX to get their first OneWeb satellite, you know, get their satellites launched aboard Falcon 9s because they didn't want to support what Russia was doing. So space has been a very very underrated domain for this war and we're very lucky to be at a place where we didn't have to compromise human spaceflight and and the international space station and and we're in the the giving side of this relationship and uh it's it's good it's good um I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is I hope that space is able to provide examples of how we can push past what's going on here on Earth. And maybe I've said that a bunch of times, but <laughs> that's the point I'm trying to come across this week. So I would love to know what you think. Am I stark mad? Am, am I just, do I not know what I'm talking about? Do you agree or, or do you have some points that you think uh, should be brought up here? I mean, it's a very complicated 
it's a very complicated story, but space is the thread that ties kind of all of these stories together in, in some way or another. And it's a very interesting time. Crew six launching here in, a, in uh, a day or so from when we're recording this on February 28th, uh, night of March 1st, just after midnight Eastern time. Uh, so we wish the crew six team all the best and all the SpaceX ninjas making this human space flight happen. We love y'all and we're glad to see that the ISS finally has a backup option for the crew that's up there where their Soyuz had the hole in the side of it. So, um, some very interesting things happening. We have a really interesting episode, uh, next month for the people of science where we get to talk to, someone who's involved in the aerospace and defense and specifically satellite technology and and cybersecurity it's it's a great interview we're really excited to share that with you and it was good for me because i again we're talking about a really heavy topic war um but again something that's intermingled and fused into what what space what the space industry is and what space travel is um so I wanted to be able to ask some questions and learn from somebody who understands it better, who lives it day in and day out. And it was great to have the CEO of Arcfield on. So we're looking forward to sharing that next month. But that's it, folks. Have a great week. Spread love and spread science. Uh, no as this week, other than AG3D printing. Um, we've got we've been working on a lot of things in the lab, so we've got a lot of stuff we're going to be sharing. Uh, a piece of new merch, Starship based, is coming out soon, so you'll start seeing more pics of that, and we'll have it available in our Etsy store soon at ag3dprinting.etsy.com. Our website ag3d-printing.com for a free quote. You can see the different projects we've done. We've got blog posts, we've got uh, videos from our YouTube page. Uh, so you can see what it's up, and we're here to help you bring your ideas into reality with 3D printing. You can reach out to us, get a free quote, um, or just reach out and let us know what you're working on. We're, we're just, we love making and tinkering, and this lab helps you do that. So, uh, or at least gives you some ideas on what's possible. So that's it, folks. Have a great week. Spread love and spread science. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Today in Space Pod, uh, Twitter at Today in Space Pod, Today in Space on TikTok and Today in Space podcast page on Facebook. Have a good one. Spread love, spread science. Be well. See ya.